Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Coming into this thing, it was, how are they going to win without Aaron Jones? And I had stated, I think on the last podcast, that you know, they may have to throw the ball 45, 50 times a game if, if they're not going to stick with the run. They did stick with the run. I mean, they ran the ball 14 times uh, with A.J. Uh, AJ Dillon. And again, was it great? No. Three-yard average, that's all it was uh, for 43 yards. But that's all it has to be. And, and, and so many times, people don't understand this. And I, when I say people, I should should qualify this and say coaches don't understand this, not people. And, and the reason I say that is because so often, coaches will just completely abandon the run and say, that's not effective enough. I can get more through the air quicker. So to heck with it, I'm out. And then when you do that, and the other team knows you're doing that, now those defensive linemen can pin their ears back and come after the quarterback with even more ease. And that happened throughout the course of Aaron Rodgers' career, where you know they would abandon the run and just get to winging it and gunning it all over the place. And then you bring a Josh sitting on the Wendy's Big Show or a Bakhtiari or whatever else. And you could hear them Talk about, hey, yeah, yeah, I'd love to run it more, but you know, this is 12 teams, so we're going to throw it. This is kind of how it goes, whatever. And he put them in you know, some not favorable positions at the end of the day of having a block for him uh, under the, the guidance of McCarthy, of course, when they got pass happy. So it was nice that they didn't completely abandon the run with A.J. Dillon. And it was nice that they figured out a way to get Jane and Reed more involved as well. And that's the other thing that comes along with this. Jaden Reed has been unbelievable as that rookie out of Michigan State. He really has. Now he's carrying the ball, right, and being a factor there. He's caught the ball really well. He's putting the ball in the end zone uh, as well. Gets another touchdown today. So that's been really, really impressive uh, out of Jaden Reed. And, you know, the whole idea of who's the second running back going to be next to A.J. Dillon without Aaron Jones for the next couple of weeks uh, and Jaden Reed, you know, ends up with a couple of carries in this game. Patrick Taylor ends up with three carries in this game. Uh, and maybe that's what it looks like going forward. Maybe Jaden Reed will get more carries going forward. Maybe Patrick Taylor will. But I think that number, if you add that up, you're at 19 carries between those three guys. Might be somewhere around 20, 25 carries probably in a football game, however you want to divide it up. But those attempts have to be there. You still have to have those attempts. Um, and then see what happens. And AJ Dillon, you know, he, he had that one nice play, huddled or hurled over a guy, right? And then got popped, stayed on his feet, and kept going down the sideline. Uh, and then got all kinds of fired up uh, and emotional after that play. That's what you want to see. That's the type of stuff where, okay, maybe I'm not having big plays or, you know, every, every handoff is in 10 yards, uh, but he's emotionally invested. And you can see he's emotionally invested uh, when he gets all fired up after that. So that was good to see that they didn't abandon the run uh, in this game. The other thing, besides the fact that Watson and Love looked like they were on track, the other thing was Dylan obviously running the ball. Can we talk about Jordan Love just for a little bit? If you go back to that streak where they weren't playing well on offense, and even up to a couple of weeks ago, the one thing that was being said um, and I believe, uh, who was it that said it? Was it Orlowski that said it? Dan Orlowski that said it? Um, I don't remember who said it, but somebody had pointed out, and I agreed with them, uh, the fact that the ball placement just wasn't very good. As far as, yes, Jordan Love was completing the ball, but they were down by the ankles, and the guy was having to fall down to catch the ball. And instead of 
hit the guy, you know, in the hands of the chest on the move, be able to pick up those few yards. He was costing himself and the team yards because of where the ball was. You didn't have any of that on Thanksgiving. I mean, every ball he threw, he threw one of Dobbs that hit him in the hands that he dropped on a third down play. That would have been a first down. I mean, for the most part, every ball he threw was right where it should have been. They were catchable balls right there and, and hitting guys when they were moving. Uh, that, to me, is another uh, aspect of this when we talk about Jordan Love that I think you have to be happy to see. Not only is the offense now moving um, and he's completing passes, but now he's completing passes and hitting guys where he's supposed to be hitting guys as far as you know in the chest or in, in areas where they can catch it and the defender can't. That's another area of improvement. We've talked about in the past, Jordan Love and a contract extension, whether or not that's going to happen or not. I, I don't, I, I mean, they've got, you know, five, six games left here. I, I don't see how he doesn't get a contract extension because he, he and the offense are slowly getting better and better and better and better. Part of the reason that Jordan Love is getting better and better and better is that offensive line played out of their minds on Thanksgiving. I did not see that coming. Of everything that happened on Thanksgiving with that Packer-Lions game, that was the biggest shock to me of all, which was how well they actually passed protected and kept Hutchinson at bay in that game. It really was impressive. Everybody on that line played well. They did their job uh, and really allowed them a chance to win this football game. And throughout the season, that offensive line has not played well, has made huge blunders, Penalties fly all over the place. And everybody that wants to get on Matt LaFleur and criticize Matt LaFleur, oh, he sucks. You know, Rogers covered up for him. He should be fired. Da, 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 da. Okay, fair enough. I get your frustrations. And they were warranted. But all those penalties that were happening in the beginning of the year, gone. Gone. Like the, 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 those, those penalties have disappeared here in the last couple of weeks. They're not getting flags thrown on them at nearly as high a rate as they were previous to this. That all got fixed. All got taken care of. Now, if we're going to blame LaFleur when it happens, then you should give credit to LaFleur when it gets cleaned up. And it got cleaned up. And that's on him. If you want to criticize LaFleur on play calling, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and da-da-da-da-da. Okay. Well, now when the offense is moving and throwing up big points against a pretty good team with the Detroit Lions then I'm assuming we're going to give credit to Matt LaFleur for being able to put his team in a position to win the football game uh, and get points. That's how it should be. In the beginning of the season, we talked about, look, it's going to take some time for these receivers and this quarterback and these tight ends to figure it out. And then you heard after last week's game, against the Chargers, Jaden Reed talking about the fact of, I'm playing way more fast now than say I was in week two or week three or week four, because now I know what I'm supposed to be doing based on coverage, based on what the guy in front of me does, you know, the, def the defender does in front of me or what the safety does. I know what I'm supposed to do and I can just play. We said before the season started, this was going to be a year of growing. And then by the end of the year, you just wanted to see them find their footing at some point by the end of the year. And then in 2025, is really when this offense should take it to that next level and possibly put you in a position maybe to compete for a playoff spot. And now, as you look at it, you know, everybody, as we started off this podcast, is talking about is, well, let's talk about the playoffs. Let's talk about the playoffs. 
Um, and trying to figure out, you know, well, they can win the last five. Even if they lose to the Chiefs, they can run off the last five. A- again, there's there's too much unpredictability still with this football team. A- and the biggest aspect of this comes from what side of the ball? Defense. <laughs> That's where it comes from. On the defensive side of the ball is the biggest amount of predictability. We'll talk about that next here on Curtin Long.